Hello, and welcome to episode 421 of the official EstablishTheRun.com podcast. My name is Adam Levitan, joined by two young gentlemen you know and love, Evan Silva and Michael Leone. Evan, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, talking wideouts today. Leone, your favorite position, wide receivers. How's it going? They should make all wide receiver leagues, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk all things wide receiver, what our strategy should be, who we are targeting, sleepers, bust, etc. By the way, if you have a draft coming up, you need to have the EstablishTheRun.com draft kit, draft kit pro, $49.99, base draft kit, $34.99. Head to the site, subscribe page to check out everything with the details there. Also, before we get into it today, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy Best Ball. $2 million to first, $1 million to second, $25 buy-in. Absolutely outrageous tournament going on right now. If you use promo code ETR when you sign up, they will match your first deposit up to $100. Again, promo code ETR at Underdog Fantasy. All right. By the way, we are referring to standard home league setups here. Not best ball, not tight end premium, not big tournaments, just straightforward 12 team against your boys, half PPR, wide receiver. So I, I'm fine starting round one with wide receiver. I don't, the, the wide receiver, wide receiver setups in home leagues start to scare me because there's so many guys in rounds three through seven that I want to take at wide receiver. And obviously in a lot of these setups, I can only start three or four. So Leone, from a macro perspective, how are you thinking about wide receiver in standard home league, half PPR, 12 teamers? If you listen to our running back episode, the big thing is the running back position rounds three through seven starts to get a little bit dicey. Whereas wide receiver, we can generally get a ton of value in this range. Guys that have really high ceilings, nice breakout profiles, and are relatively safe. It's an awesome combination. So really my plan is to just pound that position rounds, you know, three through seven, maybe even eight, depending on how you start. And uh, it might change if I'm at the very top of the draft and I miss out on CMC or possibly Jonathan Taylor, I'm jumping in on Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I think those three guys are such difference makers that you might sacrifice, you know, wanting to have a safer running back build in order to build around those guys. But um, after that, I think it's okay for you to wait until round three and your, you know, your generic half PPR league, especially if it's only two wide receiver spots and not three. Yeah, I mean, my take was that even if you start with Diggs or Devonta Adams or whatever wide receiver you like in round one, there's a lot of round two running backs that I like. I mean, uh, Saquon, uh, Najee, uh, Mixon, Kamara. I mean, you can start wide receiver and then running back and build your team around that running back. So I'm perfectly fine starting wide receiver in round one. I would want it to be a spot where I thought I was confident I could get one of the running backs that I like in round two, though. Evan, how are you thinking about wide receiver generally this season? And I talked about it in the running back episode. And what I really try to do is piece together like a top 25, top 30 that I'm very comfortable and confident in. And I've, you know, tested it out in, in best ball drafts or, you know, different formats. And I enter the draft and I kind of just abide by my top 25 and, and, and top 30 and, and kind of just let the, the draft board come to me. Um, in a 12-team home league half PPR, like I am not forcing wide receivers early. Um, you know, I, I think it makes more sense to force running backs early, actually, uh, in that in that format. But ultimately, I'm not trying to force anything. I'm just kind of I go in with my rankings, I execute and I let the rest of the draft kind of, you know, I, I let those early picks that I make dictate how I'm going to draft the rest of the way. There's a group of guys that I end up taking so much in the middle rounds, and it's Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddell, DJ Moore, 
Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, Gabe Davis, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Like those are the guys that I end up with so much of in those middle rounds. I think well, they round, all have... rounds three through five. That's not really the middle rounds, right? Yeah. Okay. Rounds three, yeah. rounds three through five. But I do think that there's certain guys three like seven. Gabe Davis is not going to go nearly as high in your home league as he does in some of these other tougher spots. Amon sure. Ra, Juju, people like aren't yeah. into those guys. DJ Moore, like they're, they're going to slip more than I think people yeah. realize. It sounds like three through seven. Probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, you. Th- I mean, just to add, like Jerry Judy, the Denver guys, Sutton, like those guys might be more around five guys instead of around three guys mm-hmm. in those types of leagues, and it pushes all the wide receivers down. So even beyond those guys that we love, if you want to take chances on the rookies like Drake London mm-hmm. and Traylon Burks and whatnot, that might be rounds nine and eleven or rounds mm-hmm. eight and ten. So there's a lot of ability. We liked Kadarius Tony. I'd throw in that mm-hmm. mix too. There's just so much ability to draft the types of wide receivers we want to be in on that it makes it it eases the burden where you can just tiebreaker running back the first two rounds, get your anchor running back, possibly RB, RB, and you can still beat people at wide receiver. Yeah, I do like Drake London and guys like that. You know, he plays for the Falcons and he's a rookie like he's just not going to go high in a home league like period. Mm-hmm. That's just it's just not going to happen. I do like the Drake London call there. Guys that uh, I'm not taking a wide receiver in that range, I'll, I'll throw you guys two. Maybe you guys have some more who you tend to avoid. I don't take any Debo Samuel where he goes. I mean, just the most outrageous efficiency, unsustainable efficiency last season from Debo, both in terms of touchdowns and the way he was used. One of the shortest average depths of target in the league. And meanwhile, led the entire league in yards per catch. Like It just doesn't make any sense what Debo did last year. And I don't think that with Trey Lance coming in, he'll be able to sustain anything near that. And also the one that I don't take that much is Deontay Johnson. I do think Deontay Johnson can play. This has nothing to do with the drops. I know Deontay Johnson is amazing at getting open. It's just a lot of fragility there when you remove his boy, Ben Roethlisberger, who was so locked on, and you bring in all these question marks at quarterback. We don't know if they'll have the same love affair. George Pickens is obviously getting a ton of hype. And so Debo and Deontay are two that I don't really end up at all. Evan, I don't know if you have any wide receivers that you go out of your way to not take, I guess Devonte right. Adams is one that you've been vocal about that you don't yeah. really take where he goes. I don't start, Leonie. Like, not not today. All right, not after <laughs> what you did last night. Not after that shit you pulled last night. All right. No, I agree with the two receivers that you mentioned. Devonte Adams is just a few too many negative data points for me to take him really anywhere close to his ADP because he's about to turn thirty. He just got paid. He's definitely downgrading quarterbacks, and he's seeing a lot more target competition. The the part of fading him that, that scares me a little bit, because, I mean, I still think he's going to have a really good year. Like, I have him as the 17th overall player. I just don't have him as, like, the number eight overall player, which is where he always goes, is that I think that there's going to be – there's just so much shootout potential in that AFC West mm-hmm. with Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr and – Justin Herbert. I mean, that's a, an absolute murderer's row of quarterbacks. And so and he's amazing. He is very, very good. <laughs> but I also think that he his game was elevated to an extent by um, uh, by Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, is a teammate elevator. Everybody remembers the year of James Jones, you know. Um, but I and I don't know that Derek Carr is a teammate elevator. So um I mean, there, there is something here, Leone. I, I know you don't watch a lot of football, but there is something to, um, you know, the 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 ability of the quarterback and, and the chemistry that the quarterback and the wide receiver showcase. I mean, you could 
go find any quarterback and ask him, is there a guy that you trust? Oh, I, I can always trust that guy to go, you know, put his put his hands where they need to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that kind of stuff does matter. We got some shower narrative going on here. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. And there, look, there's going to be a level of chemistry, I think. I mean, Derek Carr and, and Devontae Adams played together in college. And I think that there will be a little bit. But that chemistry that they showed in Green Bay between Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams was something special. Yeah. And he never – I mean – the guys that are left behind, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, you know, we're talking up Robert Tanyan to an extent, you know, I mean, just trying to make guys work in Green Bay. That was his target competition in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to get into a Devontae Adams debate here, Leone, but is there any uh, other players that you're uh, not on at their so ADP? In home leagues, I think, you know, you mentioned Deontay Johnson. I think there's a cluster of him, Michael Pittman, and Terry McLaurin. I know you guys like Pittman, but to me, I think those guys are just like okay, and they get Mm -hmm. really pushed up in home leagues where I think I'd rather have, you know, DJ Moore. I'd rather have Jalen Waddell. Um, I'd probably rather have like the Denver guys or the Chargers guys. So I've been unintentionally avoiding them because I think they're all fine. It just seems like there's always a different wide receiver that I have ranked ahead of those guys. And Evan mentioned Green Bay, like they leave behind dust. And as a result, a lot of people are pushing up Alan Lazard up the boards. I'm not confident I'm right on this one because if he steps in and like, I mean, we just have seen the wide receiver one spot have so much potential for Green Bay, but I think people are overconfident that Alan Lazard is going to be that guy or has the ability to be that guy. Yeah, for sure. And Lazard kind of goes in that kind of, I don't know, it depends what league you're in. I've seen him go all over the place, but like I end up not taking wide receiver as much in a lot of my builds because I take so much wide receiver in rounds three through six or three through seven. I don't take a lot of wide receiver in kind of eight, nine, 10, but I do think there are options beyond round 10 that I take a lot guys that I would consider, I guess, sleepers in home leagues, at least that I like Wendell Robinson, Jahan Dotson, Isaiah McKenzie, DJ Chark, I Moore, Nico Collins. I mean, we're starting to get thinner here. I think at the wide receiver position, but Sammy Watkins, I'll give you your chance here, Evan. The uh, But I, I think that the wide receiver position where you can get like game to game volatility. In other words, like if you have to start these guys in a pinch, they're going to give yourself some upside with them. I'll cede the floor now to Evan to shill for uh, Sammy Watkins, who has <laughs> who has failed with Patrick Mahomes oh, in his career. Good. But now the, the capitulation is going to be sweet and it's going to be juicy. <laughs> Uh, after that, Sammy Watkins three touchdown week one, and then we don't hear from him the rest of the year. Um, no, I mean, Sammy Watkins, it's, it's interesting because look, I don't know if he can stay healthy. He already had a hamstring injury in training camp. Um, he wasn't practicing the first few days he's been out there though. He's running as a locked in starter and the beat writers are talking about how he has the trust of Aaron Rodgers. He's only 28, 29. I mean, he went the 18th round last night of our FFPC main event draft i don't know i mean leone when when are you gonna when are you gonna come around on sammy watkins the the ultimate late round it's it's the rest of the team you gotta talk to it's not me you're you you know you're talking to the wrong guy here i mean (laughs) i i was ridiculed months ago in the etr slack channel for being pro sammy watkins so um no i think watkins is fine i think with watkins too like it's just such an enormous difference in price tag between him and Lazard. And like, I don't know if the probabilities that Lazard is the guy and Watkins is like that disparate. Right. Um, I like Romeo Dobbs like the most, honestly, at price adjusted, just because there's the most uncertainty with him. Like what if he's really good, 
you know, and we have this opportunity, whereas the other guys, you know, we can see them being kind of capped and Evan or Adam mentioned so many rookies late. And in general, if you have drafted wide receiver heavy early in rounds three through eight, and you've got five, six guys, generally what you're looking for at your bench isn't someone who's safe, going to get you 12 points a game. You don't care too much about 10 to 12 points a game. You, what you care about is guys that could potentially break out um, because mm-hmm. you can replace on the waiver wire. Um, like Corey Davis is a guy I take all the time at best ball because I think the way you build in best ball matters a lot. In managed leagues, I guess he, he's fine if you're wide receiver light early and starting him may be pretty important. But if you're wide receiver heavy early, I'd much rather take a chance on Wandell Robinson or one of the rookies, George Pickens, and hope for I get a huge breakout season and they become an obvious start for me. Yeah. And, and to your point about wide receivers early, like even though I said, you know, I like to have running backs at the very, very top, I still want to have at least three to four wide receivers on my team through the first seven rounds. And and I, you know, and I think that's easy to do, especially in homelings with some of the guys that we mentioned there in that mid-range. All right. We said it all on wide receivers. We'll be back to wrap up this series with tight end in the next episode. For Leone, for Silva, for Producer Luke, I am Adam. Good luck, everybody.